Welcome to Mannerisms, the Manor Lakes P-12 College podcast, where we share the stories of people in our school community. Our guest today is the oldest and perhaps the funniest person on campus. He's John Dodd, known simply as Dodsey, and he's one of the education support staff in the primary school. Unbeknown to many here, Dodsey is actually a Western Suburbs sporting legend who was heavily involved with the Footscray Football and Cricket Clubs. In football, he worked with the Bulldogs as a promotions officer, recruiter, and eventually club secretary, which also included being team manager and football manager. He also spent a few years at Essendon with his old mate, Kevin Sheedy. In cricket, Dodsey spent many summers with Footscray. He coached or captained five players who went to play test cricket for Australia. And for many years, he coached Footscray in Victoria's premier under-16 cricket competition. He umpired junior football until only two years ago, and he still umpires cricket. He's nearly 75, and he's still going on strong. As a Bulldogs fan, I can't wait to hear from him. Welcome, Dodsey. How are you? Very good, thank you. Um, what would you like to know? Um, go ahead. Well, Dodsey, I might just jump in there, mate. Uh, so, now, you, you were born way back in 1947, in December 1947, Correct, just yeah. after World War II. Mm-hmm. I think they were still using abacuses and stone tablets in school back then. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, moving along, uh, you grew up in Maribyrnong yes. with your parents and your yes. older brother, Bill. Uh, you've got a, a pretty wicked sense of humour, uh, we might say, and you can really talk. You, you've got the gift of the gab, yes. so to speak. Uh, now, your parents and your brother were very quiet, reserved people. So yes. can you explain how the heck you became this outgoing, outrageous, funny man? Well, I was a black sheep of the family and um, I had a good coach next door to me. When, when I lived in Maribyrnong as a young boy, we had a funny family that lived right next door to us who is now a famous person and he was a real character and his name was Shane Jacobson. Well, his father, John Jacobson, was my first cricket and football coach in in Mooney Imps in the Essen District. And then, so, and they were real characters. So that's where I got it from, the, the, um, that character that I've got. And uh, Shane Jacobson, of course, being the comedian, uh, and he was the star of Kenny. That's correct. Wasn't he? He, About uh, the the toilet. Uh, and his father was just as, as funny. funny. He was a, yeah. a real character. He's still going. He's 84, his father, and he's he can tell some yarns too. He's a, a great family. So, yeah, Terrific. that's where I got it from, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. obviously, one of your main aims in life is to have as much fun as you can. Yes, it is. Well, that's, I've been at the school here for five years now, and uh, I lo- just love the kids. So, I go into the grades telling stupid stories about a megalodon that swallowed me or... Or just make them laugh or take my teeth out. Just do silly things to keep them happy and make them laugh. I'm always at the gate of a morning at night just having a laugh and having fun and, and seeing that they're enjoying themselves and, and having a smile all day. That's so that's great. what I do. Yeah. And, yeah. and straighten up your falsies now, Dodgy. They look know, like they're, they're about to fall out. I've, I've the listeners out can't see. But actually, yeah. I'm not speaking with them in, actually, so <laughs> you wouldn't want to see me. All right, yeah. so... This is a bit like this is your life, but uh, as a kid growing up in the 1950s, you played every sport you could, tennis, squash, golf, but cricket and footy were the two for young Dodgy yes. uh, with the blonde mop top that you had back then. Yes. Uh, you first went down to Footscray for cricket at 14 and oh. you stayed there 
at that club, Footscray Cricket Club, for 30 to 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so firstly, how would you describe yourself as a cricketer? I'm led to believe you're a very determined batsman and you obviously bowled some pretty effective uh, slow left armers. I did. Um, I started off, there's so many boys that were had so much more potential than me, but I persevered at the club and I played in the fourths and was, was there for about four or five years. Uh, then got a, got my break, made a few runs, worked myself up into the thirds. After four or five years, I went up to the seconds and then I struck it in the first for a while and then dropped back and kept in the thirds for 25 years. So, But just watching kids go through so many hundreds of kids that had more potential than what I had, uh, I worked on what I, I had. It was, I was limited, but boys left too early and they could have gone on to play you know, possibly state to test cricket, but they went back to their local clubs and later on in life there was a lot more money involved in junior clubs, so they were there for the money, which was disappointing. But, mm. no, it was a great... and Futs- I'm a life member there. I was a life member there in 1981 at Footscray and, um, and so and when, I, when I was captain of thirds and... I suppose you're going to ask me this question, but uh, I had five boys that went on to yeah. play Test cricket: uh, Merviews, Colin Miller, Ray Bright, Alan Hurst, and Tony Donamade. Yep. And they were just great boys. And and it's funny because in those days I gave everyone an opportunity, whereas other clubs would try to win a premiership in the lower grades. But we never won a premiership with those boys in the team. Everyone got a ball and a bat. And had an opportunity to, to yep. show what they had. But I, you know, I, I always remember Tony Donamade, who opened the bowling for Australia. He still said, he always says, Dodgy, oh, you didn't even open the bowling in the thirds with me. I, I bowled third change. <laughs> he said he still can't get over it. But he understood that, in, you know, you give everyone an opportunity. Can yeah. you claim any credit for influencing any of those guys or, or uh, imparting any knowledge that they took into their game that became an important part of how they played? I think, with, except for one player, Merv Hughes, Merv was a real character and uh, with him it was pretty impossible to keep him. He was a sledger. And, yeah. and, but with the other boys, you know, if they started saying things about the other team or, or, or anything at all, I'd just say, no, you know, we're here just to play cricket and work hard at it yep. and, uh, and be a sportsman. Yep. I think that's the main thing yep. with those um, other players. Now... You're being pretty modest about your own career. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned how you got up, you worked your way up into the first, which was if you played one game, you would have been wrapped with. But you yeah. stayed there for nine games in the yes. 71 72 season when you were, yes. I think you were 23 at the time. Yes. And you actually, on debut, uh, these are, this is against state and test players as well, yes. on debut for Footscray in the first, you made 60. Uh, which at the time was the highest score by a Footscray player in their first game. Yes. And in fact, I checked the records in that the district competition that day, you even outscored Australian batsman Bill Laurie and Keith Stackpole that day in the, that competition. They'd only, only made 50s, but the great yes. Dodgy made 60. Yeah. And you also faced that day Jim Higgs, the leg spinner who later played for Australia, and he actually got you out caught and bowled. What do you remember about that wonderful debut winnings, Dodgy? Well, it's not funny because when, and I think we've all been through the experience. After I made the sixty, I thought, "Well, I'm going to go on and play Test cricket. I'm a great player." And uh, a, a player that I opened a batting with at the time was Ken Eastwood. Oh, Ken Eastwood yeah. played he one game play. for Australia, yeah. but he could play cricket. And he said after the game, 
Johnny Dodd. He said, you know, enjoy this because there'll be a lot of failures too. Well, I, after four or five games, you know, a duck here and a duck there, and I thought I was back to the second. So, you know, you, you have to work. Don't just think, don't rest on your morals. You really work hard at it. But yeah. but I was a bit, I was lacking on the leg side a bit, uh, a bit weak on the leg. So they worked that out. Yep. As we went along, lot like Max Walker and all that you play against, and they knew where to bowl. How's this? How's this playing so against Max Walker, eh? Yeah, yeah. legend. Yeah. yeah. So he was yep. he was a great person. Yes. Uh, so for a long time, you coached Footscray's under sixteen team in the Dowling Shield, and you also coached junior footy. So what was your approach to coaching juniors? Uh, my approach was having fun. Most yep. important thing: fun, giving everyone an opportunity. Everyone had an opportunity, and the ones that are going to make it will surface to the top anyway. So it's giving those kids with less ability enjoyment so they could... We ha- we'd have a team. Not winning. Winning was actually nothing to me at all in any sport. It's just having fun, working hard and playing as a team player. And developing. And, and developing kids. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You know, especially with cricket. Uh, they have the, ant- the backward sweep or whatever they yeah. do these days. Reverse sweep. The reverse sweep. Yeah, and even if if I coach these days, it's play straight, play within the V, yeah. let the ball go, play straight, you yeah. know, coach the right way, yeah. you know, yeah. and and concentration, because you know a lot of kids that play sport these days, they succeed early because they're powerful, they're built like eighteen year olds and they're only twelve, but they the other kids catch up to them if they listen and do it the right way, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Now. Uh, Obviously, the other part of your time at uh, Footscray was the football aspect of it, which was probably bigger than the uh, right. the, the cricket it aspect was. of it. Yes. I mean, so you you were down at the Bulldogs from a young young age as a footballer. In the mid '60s, you played for the Dogs in the under 19s, and in 1966, I found the old newspaper article Dodgy. I had to go back, and there was dust over them pages. I'll yes. tell you, yes. you played on a young Robert Walls, who went on to become obviously a Carlton great and premiership coach. Yes. Uh, you played as a small forward that day on, on Wolsey and he was a fair bit taller and you yes. kicked five goals I on did. him. But he still got Carlton's best player award. I don't know what's going on with the voting there, but yeah. what do you recall about that day? That must be one of the great highlights of your footy career. It was. I, yeah, I, he, I was full forward and, he, and I was, I'm only 5'8", five 5'9", five and Robert was 6'2", 6'3". And we had a great coach in the under-90s and he was a teacher. His name was... Norm Gardner, right. and he was a great coach. He was, we called him father because he really looked after us. And he had a plan this day that I was a good mark, from, but I was yep. pretty quick then. So he said, move up to centre-half forward. He was pretty slow, raw, gangly sort of young guy, and then double back. They'll kick long, you double back. So it's like uh, Pagan's Paddock for yeah. Wayne Carey almost. Yeah, and, no. and then, you know, so I kicked five that day. So... Yeah, yeah, that was really good. That's all right. We'll keep, we'll persist through the uh, announcements yes. uh, over the loudspeaker. Yeah. Uh, Ruby, you've you've got a uh, a question there for Dodgy. Yep. So um, you also stepped up to play in the Bulldogs reserves. So yes. any memorable games at reserves levels? Yes. I was, oh. you, you shouldn't have brought that up. I can tell yeah. you're telling fibs now. I'm you're not searching telling fibs. for something. I played in the re- reserves in the back pocket. All right, out of position. Out, well, they were trying to get a spot. If I was ever going to make it at AFL level, yep. I had to find a spot, not full forward. Yeah. And so they tried me everywhere in the reserves. The first reserves game we played 
we played against Richmond. And I play from behind because I think I'm a big mark in, the, in those days as a young guy. Well, up until half time, this particular young chap kicked eight goals up to <laughs> half time on me. And his name was Royce Hart. Royce Hart, yes. So, you know, he went on to be a legend at Richmond. But and he legend came of up. The game. Yeah. A legend of the game. And he came up as a young, skinny young guy from, from Tasmania at the time. And he played. And at their full forward at the time, in the reserves was, um, uh, he's a fisherman. Um, oh, Rex Hunt. Rex Hunt. Rexy. Rexy Hunt was right. full forward. Yeah. Okay. At the time. Yeah. 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 So, they were great times. Great experiences in the reserves. But I didn't make the grade, uh, but I tried hard. I I trained hard. So in 1966, I then went to play Sunshine. Sunshine. So I went and VFA. played yep. VFA. For two years in at Sunshine, uh, and then from there, I gave football away, and then went into yeah football. Well, the dogs dogs got you back, didn't they? Nineteen seventy to be the league's first club promotions, or well, it's probably more a development officer as well. And you and Slug Jordan from Correct. Richmond, yeah. uh, you were the first two, weren't you, Dodgy? First two, I was, and that is the best job I've ever had. Being a promotions officer in those days, football was zoned. And Footscray, we had, or Footscray at the time, it is different now, but we had Latrobe Valley. So my job as promotion officer was to go into schools, doing football clinics, and also recruiting. Uh, I, my job was really easy, not like Slug. He had to do it himself. But my, I had three boys later on that came to Footscray that I recruited that did football clinics with me. Yeah. Uh, so they were doing... Uh, the, a phys ed course at Footscray University. Uh, so I was lucky I had players to take down to my zone with me. But yep. that was a great job. All the all the people, the families, the parents, everyone thought I was I was a king going yep. down there when you're with a, an AFL or VFL club king in those Dodgy. days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. with those clinics, so you visited about 160 schools a year mm-hmm. and you knew every bake, sorry, bakery in Gippsland. Mm-hmm. You must have loved that job. It was a, it was a great job. I, yeah. You know, as I said... I'd stay. I didn't stay at motels. I had. They gave me money to stay at motels. I stayed with parents, and I can always remember staying when I went down to Gippsland. I stayed with a family, and they were only young boys at the time to play at Rosedale, which is just before Sale. The, the Cordy boys, Neil and Brian, Brian Cordy. Well, their parents lived in Rosedale, and only going to school at the time. So I stayed overnight with them, uh, and then I went down to to Relgan. And Ricky Kennedy, who was a great player at Footscray, his parents put me in. So I made great friends in the Latrobe Valley. Fantastic yeah. job. That's Best great. job yeah. I've yeah. ever had. And you're talking about recruiting players. Like, you, yeah, you mentioned the Cordys, uh, Rick Kennedy. Um, you also recruited other, some other big names. Uh, Calvin Templeton, who lived with you and, and Chris Correct. for a couple of years. Yes, and he, he won a Brownlow. And, he won a Brownlow. Uh, along with Rick Kennedy, there are other couple of other Bulldogs captains, future Bulldogs captains, Jeff Jennings and Jim Edmund. Correct. Um, and yeah. also another one you player you recruited, but from South Australia, uh, Neil Saxey, who in 1975 had that terrible, tragic accident where he broke his neck on the field against Fitzroy and he became a, a quadriplegic. That incident must have just hit you like a ton of bricks, Dodgy. It did because I had, when Neil came over, we uh, he only came over say, two months before that incident, and um, I went over to Adelaide 
and watched him play a few times and he was going to be our saviour. He was a strong centre-half back. So much ability and um, talking about going down to the Trove Valley to the pie shops, he used to love a pie too. So I, yeah. I took him down. To you went all around, didn't all you? All around, showed him around yeah. Latrobe Valley and stopped at all the pie shops. Yeah. He, he, I had one, he had three. <laughs> but uh, the he, other way around. He was a lovely, he was a lovely chap and and it was just so tragic. And, and you know, if you didn't know what happened, he, you know, a player sort of went across him. Uh, he fell to the ground. Something that happens a, a, many times many in a times. game, doesn't it? And, and then we had a player that went to pick him up, and um, yeah. And then we had a trainer that came out. The, 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 they didn't know any different. It was no. that was the way it was in those days. And, and after that, the rule was changed in the um, AFL that uh, only a doctor could come out, and yeah. then that was it. No one else. But in but, those days, yeah. we had trainers that weren't even not even uh, qualified or anything that would mm. go out and pick a player up and give them a rub or grab their leg and not could have yeah. a broken leg. You don't know, but yeah, but I mean, now anyone, things have changed since then. Anyone who wants to see footage of that, it's it's on YouTube, but be prepared. It, it's, um, oh, it's a yeah, tragic it's, thing. It's a tragic thing. Yeah. Um, and Neil Saxey, yeah, died only a couple of years ago, yes. of course, but uh, you had a, a lot to do with uh, Bulldogs legend Teddy Whitten as well. Dodsy, yeah. any stories you can tell about Teddy now, remembering that this is a, a child-friendly show? Well, Ted Ted was a real character. Well, everyone knew Ted. I think his main thing is when you shook his hand, you, you had a broken yeah. hand. Yep. That was his trademark. You, like, I shook it once too. Yeah, and you yeah. just you come off and your fingers are yep. broken, Nelly. He he was yep. um he was a character. <laughs> Could tell a great story. He worked he worked for many years with Adidas. Yeah. Uh, he um, he was just a legend of the club. Everyone looked up to him. Yep. Uh, but he's got a son, Ted Junior, who I'm a good friend, still yep. very close friends with Ted Junior, and he was a very good footballer too. Mm. And Played Ted, for Victoria. Yep. He did, and and Ted Junior, the Witten name, you know, Ted Junior had two boys that played at the Western Jets, and I can always remember, and what happened there was Ted. They weren't really interested in football. They'd had enough, but mm. they were playing because it was a Witten name. Mm. And I know yeah. they said to Ted Junior, who was terrific, he had stood back, never, show, you know, never pushed them forward. And they just said, "We don't want to play Dad anymore." And they said, "Well, don't play." Yep. So they just dropped out of football. But they wanted to play because of the Witten name. Yeah. And everyone's not the same. Yep. Yeah. But Ted was a great bloke. Yep. Now, yeah. uh, in 1976, you had a sporting oval named after you. John Dodd Park in Gunnedah, near Tamworth in New South Wales, because you helped them set up a new footy league up there. I mean, you've, this is amazing, but you, you've always just loved spreading that love of sport, haven't you? Yeah. Well, that was interesting because another chapter I worked with, I went around all around Australia. I wasn't a player at the time because most clubs had promotions officers that were playing at the time was Robert Flower, who mm. was at Melbourne, uh, Andrew Ireland was at Collingwood. Kevin Sheedy. Kevin Sheedy was at Richmond. So he couldn't do... Yeah. So another chap that was came around with me all around Australia was Kevin Sheehan, who yeah. became the under-19 shifter. shifter. Well... Yes, Shifter Sheehan. Well, he's become the... Uh, are we still going? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, lost some power here. Yeah. Um, so he's Kevin Sheen's become obviously the AFL draft guru as yeah. well with all and the fantastic the under eighteen great promotions yeah, officer. Yep. Would, would have been one of the better promotions officers. So what happened there with that park that was named after me? I went to a, to Gunnedah in New South Wales, and I started off a 
but it was rugby infested area. So I went around to the schools, the uh, the uh, school, New England University, and I started an Aussie Rules football program, Aussie Rules Football Association. And after that, in 1975, 76, they named a park after me, which <laughs> I was I was wrapped about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and you became club secretary of the Bulldogs, and and I've seen a big poster of you in the. The local newspaper, uh, might have been the Footscray Mail or something, Footscray had Mail, a yeah. caricature of you as club secretary in between the president, who was the legendary uh, Charlie Sutton, yes. and the coach Don McKenzie. Yes. Uh, so this is big time, big time stuff, Dodds. Yes. You were right on the inside of a league club. You yeah. knew all the secrets, didn't you? Well, it was a bit it, of power, Dodds. Our club, yeah, but our club was um, always struggling. We always had a, a struggling club. We had players. I know. One year that I was involved too, I suppose, we cleared three players and after that we cleared, they won Brownlow medals with other clubs. So uh, <laughs> that, that happened yeah. and, that was, and that was Barry Round, uh, uh, Bernie, Quinlan Bernie Quinlan and, and Brian, Brian Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were financially struggling at the yeah. time and you know, later on after that we were ne- nearly going to be not a club anymore mm. and merge with another club. But um, I wasn't involved at the club then. But um, no, it was, they were great times. Great times. So uh, you were sacked as Bulldogs secretary after only one year. So Correct. what happened there? Uh, well, a new a new a group came in. Charlie Sutton bowed out, and um, a couple of other administrators bowed out, and they got a new administration in, and they brought their people in. Because you'd been a real Charlie man, hadn't you? you Charlie, you Sutton. loved Charlie. Love Charlie Sutton, fantastic person. Yep. You know, just a figure larger than life. Mm-hmm. You look at him. The only premiership we had at that time, 1954 grand you know, premierships. Captain the only Coach. One. Yeah. Captain Coach. Uh, he owned a hotel just around the corner. But everyone loved Charlie. He was a great guy. So they, I knew at the time they'd only last two or three years, that group, which they did. They really weren't football people. Uh, so the, in my opinion, the club were never, was never going to be successful with that group. They then left after two or three years, and um, I then, luckily, 1980, I got the sack. I thought I was going to be out of football, but then Shreed's got the job at uh, Essendon. Essendon in 1980, and I got there for a few years, being promotions officer, and that was in the Wimmera League. Yep. Where we you know, got Merv Eagle, Timmy Watson. I never had got them, but, but they yeah. came from that area. So but, uh, yeah. tell us something about Shreed's that we mightn't know. Or that only very few people would. Oh, Kevin was absolutely a fantastic person. Abs- loved the kids. Fantastic uh, promotions officer. Um, a great talker. Great sort of. Uh, uh, he really got you going. A real, real um, uh, motivator. Talk. That's a word. Yeah. Real motivator. And uh, he, I can always remember a day. I went with him, and we went to Melbourne University. And we had a group of Americans over doing a, a course at Melbourne Uni. So we went in, went in as promotions officers to, to show them some skills with football. And anyway, Kevin's done a drop punt, a little stab pass. Now, I got home that night, and this is true, and uh, Chris would vouch for this. I had the Sharon pattern still on my chest with the Sharon <laughs> named he drilled me completely uh, he just oh yeah i'll never forget that 
wonderful. But uh, yeah, so yeah. He, he was just a, a great person and still is. Yeah. yeah. And moving along from there, you spent many years in Bright in northeast Victoria. I think it was about 16 years where you managed a motel and you worked at the Bright Peter 12 College Correct. and you stayed involved in local sport in various capacities. And you were also, uh, also after that, you were caught up in the, the Black Saturday bushfires of 2009 yes. in King Lake. Yes. Uh, and you were lucky to, to make Good it to out make alive. It, yes. What can you tell us about that in a, in a brief sort of way, Dodgy? Just, just getting back to the first part of the question where I lived in, in um, Bright. Brighton. In Bright. Bright. Yeah, Bright. Not, not, not quite Brighton. 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 In yeah. Bright. Anyway, I, um, I coached the junior under-12s, under-14s and 16s. And in that team, in the under-12s, under-14s, we had Ben Reid who played at Collingwood later on. He was a centre-half back in the under-12s, under-14s. Sam Reid was a centre-half forward. forward in the junior teams. Daisy Pierce was a full forward in the same team. Wow. And Matt Taberner was in the ruck. His Frio's full And have a look. So now. there's four yeah. people have grown, become great wow. sports, me, sports people in From football. From Bright, yeah. yeah. Wow, wonderful. So, and then getting back to the Yeah, the, the bushfires, yeah. Yeah, we, it was, I shifted up there. I had a partner who became principal at Middle King Lake Primary School. So we shifted up there from Bright. And it was a Saturday in 2009. Uh, it was a, a day that well, all Victorians would remember when it was a, about mm. 50 degrees. Yeah. It was stinging hot. And, um, well, they even called the cricket off that day. Oh, we did. It never hadn't been heard of. There was of. no cricket. Yeah. Anyway, there was a fire, a small fire in King Lake, uh, in, in Kilmore, which was mm. a long way away from... And I went up to the police station in the morning. They said, oh, there's a small grass fire at, at Kilmore, but we'll never get this far. And then in, uh, in the afternoon, smoke, smoke started to come in. Then in the summer, it's generally 9, nine o'clock when it gets dark. 5.30, it went pitch black. And down the back of our, we had two acres, down the back of our, there was all the houses were on fire. The next door houses were on fire. Uh, things just happened very quickly and it was so, so it's sad. Pitch, pitch black even though it's the middle of summer. Middle of summer. Five o'clock. Five o'clock in the well. afternoon. And um, we, yeah, uh, we, I, we lost 84 people in King Lake that perished and and then you don't really realise that the whole of King Lake was on fire. You only, We thought it was just a fire yeah. around our area and then also then it spread up to Marysville where they lost 78 People perished in the fires. So we had fires just recently, a couple of years ago, around here. We lost so much land, mm. uh, like as in fires and so many animals. But in that 2009 fire, we lost so many lives. Have you reflected upon that yourself, as that how easily it could have been you on one of those yeah, statistics of the death you toll? You yeah. don't really know. You, do, you know, that's why you in. I say to people, enjoy life, have a laugh, don't be serious. <laughs> you mightn't be here tomorrow. That's yeah. that's a fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you live so that have for a sure, laugh. Dodgy. Yeah. 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 So our principal Steve Warner got you here six years ago. Yes. Um, you have known each other for forty years. Tell yes. us something about Mr. Warner that very few people would know. Just be careful because he will be listening. I know. Well, Mr. Warner was a great basketballer. Well, he said he was. He's not <laughs> yeah. really. But I went to watch him play a couple of times. We thought it, he. To be honest, I went one day and he. I, I didn't tell him I was going. Right. I went. And I came into school the next... Oh, dodgy. 
you know, I killed him. I got 20 points. And he he actually was – the backboard and that were broke and he was holding the the pole with a net <laughs> to help ki- – to play. He couldn't <laughs> play himself. He built himself up as a great basketball. <laughs> but I'll tell you a little story. <laughs> Please it's do. a real good story. He was principal at – Principal at Wembley Primary School, fair few fair few years ago. He's a bit of a villain, he really is. Anyway, what happened? I said, Dodgy, we've got a police in schools used to be in come around. We've got this young sergeant from the police talking to a grade five. Let's go in and play a trick on him. And I'm saying, come on, you can't. He said, No, we will. So Steve's gone in, introduced me as commissioner of the police coming in to watch him, how he'd talk to the children. <laughs> anyway, we had him in and I was saying, oh, right, okay. So I've, I've, he said, said to me, oh, we'll just stand at the back and listen to you talk. So we're talking away and he's talking and he looks up, sir, he said, oh, am I talking well? I said, yep, don't worry about me. Just concentrate on what you're doing. <laughs> I said, don't worry, you're here with the kids. I'm here just to observe. How are you going? For 10 minutes, he's, he's really nervous and Stephen's trying to not, not to laugh. You know, he's got the serious look. So after that, then we went back down. How do you think I went? And I've gone <laughs> and, and sneezed and caught my false teeth in my hand. And the bloke's gone, who are you? Well, he said, you're not a committee. Oh, no, we're not. We played the tri- trick on you. I'll get you, he said. I'll get you. Yeah, no, but, That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as as Ruby mentioned in a in the introduction uh, about you, you you're going to be 75 in December. Yes, you're still going strong here. Yes, but how much longer do you plan to keep going here? I I hope uh, until you oh, drop, oh. really. But uh, hopefully you don't drop at school. But no. how long do you keep, plan to keep going, Dodgy? Well, I'd like to. Um, I I'll build Steve. I, I love working with Steve. I love. Being around, he's a lovely person, and I hopefully I can stay until if when he goes, I'll go, sort of thing. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Now we've got a, a section called that we like we like to sort of uh, uh, short and sharp. It's called before the bell, dodgy. Right. So these aren't long answers; these are short and sharp. Um. So we might start with the first one. Ruby? Yep, so as a kid, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? As a policeman. Oh. Policeman. I really wanted to be a policeman because I like to take control. Yep. That sort of thing. I'd love that. I would have liked to be a policeman. Great. Still, I regret that. You see people doing the wrong thing. You think, I wish I was a policeman. I'd go and book him. Well, you were (laughs) were acting police commissioner just before. That's right, yeah. So so you've got to live out your fantasy a little bit. Uh, What advice would you give to your teenage self? Well, I've never been a smoker or a drinker. Uh, I would say don't smoke or don't drink. I'm not against it, but, I, yeah. you know, and yeah. also apply yourself. I, I didn't apply myself fully. I'd, I'd, I'd work hard at what you want to do and what succe- successes you want. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, so you know a lot of famous people, but who's the most famous person you've ever met? Well, Kevin Sheard is really famous. Um, uh, Julie Gillard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had, yeah. A, uh, I knew uh, Julia. Yeah. 
She was a lovely, lovely lady. Another Western Suburbs Western Suburbs product. girl. Yeah. Uh, Steve Brax. Braxy, yep. And, and also a girl I had a lot to do with who passed away, unfortunately, about eight years ago, was Lynn Kosky, who was then was the uh, Minister of Education. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, do you have any hidden talents, Dodgy? There's many. Oh, not, no, not really. You, what you see is what you get, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Yep. Um, so who is your favourite singer or group? And it has to be someone in, it's probably going to go well, back to the I 40s cried, or 50s here. I must admit, I cried three days ago when my favourite girl, beautiful looking girl, Olivia Newton-John. Oh, yeah. She yeah. was one of my favourites. When I was a kid, she yep. was my idol. Yep. I love Ed Sheeran. Oh. Yeah, I'm surprise. an Ed Sheeran fan. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, I love him. Good. What yeah. about your favourite movie? Braveheart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Braveheart. I love action movies. Yeah. Braveheart yeah. or... Give us, give us the call that he says at the end. That worked. Freedom. Dodgy. Oh, free, yeah. well, I don't know. How do you do oh, that? Okay, all right. <laughs> I was hoping to get a bit yeah, of right. a thing from you. Um, and uh, what are you most looking forward to in your life right now? To watch, to watch my granddaughter play basketball, which I we're fully committed with. She plays at the Melbourne Tigers under twelves, and um, this is elite level. Yeah, elite level. Oh, so, yeah. so you know that's um, a Friday night at MSAC at Albert Park, Wednesday night at Wesley College, Sunday morning at MSAC at Albert Park, and she always plays domestic too. So it's five days a week commitment there. But yep. yeah, just to see my grandchildren grow up so dodgy uh one thing you're almost also famous for is your phantom race calls i've mm -hmm. heard them many times and your mm -hmm. falsies are almost falling out and the spittle's flying and I the jugular vein I, and it the, does your face I, is as red as I a beetroot uh well and you're ready to do a phantom call for us right now well, we've I'm, got the I'm pleasure of this off, yes so, so sit back folks and have a listen all right so what i'm gonna what i'm going to do here I'll, instead of ho a horse race we're doing a horse race with names of staff of our school. So you can imagine if you've heard the Melbourne Cup call. So this so, this is the uh, so Manor Lakes Cup. So here it is, the Lake P12 Cup, over 3,200 metres. And they're going at Royal Flemington. Owens has gone in with Watkins. Valesky, Hyatt. Ray Duncan's gone in with Diamond. Haggerty's gone in. There's about three to go in. Fidesz. The last one to go in is Warner. They're trying to get him in. He's a big boy. He's a bit stuck in the stalls there, but they've pushed him in. And they're ready for the cup, and they're racing. And Owens has jumped to the front from Watkins. A half-length to Valesky, then followed by Hyatt. A length and a half to Ray Duncan. A half-length to Diamond, then followed by Haggerty. A length and a half to Polk, then followed by Arendez. On the outside is Fridays, then followed by Ahern. A half-length to Long Longgrove, then followed by Melanthrill, then Lanyon, then followed by Condon Bachelor. A half-length to Poole, then followed by Gladstone, Mazio, Stewart, Sharon, and out at the last one is Warner around the back of the Merrimlong side. And Owens is just in front of Watkins. A length and a half to Bolesky, then followed by Hyatt. A length and a half to Ray Duncan. A half length to Diamond. A length and a half to Haggerty. Followed on the outside is Polk. And then followed by Arendez. Fridays then followed by Ahern. On the inside of Longgrove, then followed by Melbourne Hill. A length and a half to Lanyon. Tucked on the inside of Condon. Then followed by Bachelor, a length into Poole. On the outside is Gladstone, then followed by Maggio, Stewart, Sherpa, and Warner still last of all. Around it to Ch 
Jakita Lodge side. And Owens is just in front of Hyatt. On the outside is Valeski. Then followed by Ray Duncan. Out wide is Diamond. On the inside is Haggerty. A length and a half to Pope. Then followed by Fredes. Ahern's on the inside. Then followed by Longrove. Melbourne Hall. Then followed by Lanyon. Condon Bachelor. A length and a half to Poole. Then followed by Gladstone. Mazio Stewart. Still second last is Sherpa. And Warner's last of all. Into the long straight with four furlongs to go. And Diamonds hit the front from Ray Duncan. On the outside is Pope. And right down the outside is Sherpa with Condon. And then followed by Mervyn Hill. And on the outside is Langan making a long run with Bachelor. Then Poole on the outside as Condon's just hit the front. Sherpa's coming home at the rate of knots. And Ahern right in the outside with a rattling run. Condon's just in front. Amazio's coming. Then followed by Sherpa. Ahern just at the front. Condon and then Sherpa. Ahern. Ahern. Ahern's won the cup from Condon. <laughs> then followed by Sherpa. Diamond. Haggerty then followed by Pope. Critters. Then on the outside is Longgrove. Alain Hill. Then oh. followed a long way back by Basler Pearl. Gladstone. Mazio Stewart. Sherpa. And a long last broken down was Warner in the last position. So the winner of the cup was Ahern. Second was Condon and third Sherpa. Wow. That is brilliant. That deserves applause That's there in, in the studio yeah. here. Wonderful stuff, Dodgy. Uh, so, Dodgy, we really appreciate you taking the time to share your wisdom with us. Thank you. Uh, thank you and good luck. Right, Thanks, thank you very much. Thank You're you. a legend. Thanks for agreeing to this, mate. And this, right, you've thank you. delivered. Thank you very much. All the best. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. See you next time. Mannerisms, the Manor Lakes Peter Tov College podcast, is entirely recorded and produced on site here at the college. If you think there's someone we should interview, please email your nominations along with a brief explanation to our email address podcast at manorlakesp12.vic.edu.au or just come over for a chat when you see us around the school. We must thank some wonderful teachers for their time and expertise to this project. Aidan Arendez and his team for their technical production skills to bring this podcast to the airwaves. Quite a time-consuming task indeed. And to Michael Polk for sourcing our hip theme music and designing our stylish cover art. Thanks, gentlemen. And last but not least, thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning in. Until next time.